Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the CC Radio Podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Thanks for joining me tonight. I have a really great episode lined up for you. Tonight, I have Heather joining me, and Heather has had some absolutely terrifying experiences relating to UFOs. Now, I'm going to be honest. I've spoken to a lot of people who have had encounters that you couldn't even begin to imagine. But something about this one just gives me the chills every time I play it back. Trust me, you might want to leave the lights on when you listen to this one. But before we get into that, let's talk about some iTunes 5-star ratings and reviews. Each week, I read out a new 5-star review that's been left for me on iTunes. So if you want your review read out, simply jump on iTunes and leave me a 5-star review and let me know what you enjoy about the show and I might just read it out on the next episode. It's also been a little while since we've got a review from the United States, so if any of our listeners from across the pond want to leave a review, it'll be greatly appreciated. This week's review is titled, Finally, by Ange Vuka from Australia. Finally have our own real Aussie encounter show. Love the show and look forward to listening to every week. Thanks, Cade. And just one final thing before we jump into this week's encounter. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, I highly recommend that you do. If you want to chat to other listeners of the show, simply jump on Facebook and search for Believe Paranormal and UFO Listener Community. So if you're interested in that, I'll leave some links in the show notes. But that's enough of me talking. Let's get into Heather's encounters. Tonight, I want to welcome Heather to the show, and Heather's actually had quite a few UFO encounters, and they actually all started when she was quite a young girl. Heather, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, we were talking just a little bit earlier before we started recording, and you've been telling me that you've been having UFO encounters for quite a while now. 
Yeah, I have. Do you mind going back to the start and kind of retelling your first encounter? Okay, the first one I can remember, I guess, we were quite young, about eight or nine years old, I guess. Um, and it was not me, it was my mum. She had made a cup of tea or something and she went outside to empty the tea leaves on a plant she had because she was told it was good for the plant. And I remember thinking she was taking a long time to come back in. And she eventually did, and I can remember her face to this day. She was as white as a ghost, and she said that she'd just seen something. Um, it was it was like all these colours in the sky, as though something had fallen, and this, I guess, like a shooting star with the, the trail, but it was really big. And she said it was all the colours of the rainbow just shooting up from whatever it was that had fallen. And she was just absolutely, you know, gobsmacked. And that was, I can remember that. Um, also, I had an experience when I was at school, probably about 10 years old, I guess. It was um, many, many years ago, because I'm in my 60s now, but I was probably about 10 at the time. They used to get us to march into school at the beginning of every day to marching music. <laughs> and uh, I remember them starting the music for us to march into school. And nobody was marching. A lot of the children and teachers were looking up. So I looked up. Um, I could see, it was. I guess it was like a, a disc and it was silver. Whether it was glinting in the sun, I don't know. I can only remember it being stationary, but it was sort of flashing silver, like a bright silver, then dull, then bright silver and dull again. And then the teachers told us to quickly walk into class, not to look, just to walk straight into class. So then we were all ushered inside while the teachers were still outside looking up. So I can remember that particular experience as well. Where did that experience happen? Um, it was in um, Sydney, the suburb of Sydney, Peters, yeah. And do you remember what year it happened in? Oh, gosh. I would have been about 10, so about 1964, probably. Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> okay. And was there much reported about this encounter? I don't know. I was very young. I, I can't remember any more being said about it ever, although the Experience with my mother, I do remember a few days later, she actually t- talked to me about it. It was um, a newspaper clipping um, that there'd been some saucer nests found in a suburb and it was the suburb was actually in the direction of where she'd seen these lights, like something had come down and they'd found saucer nests. Oh, wow. Vacant, yeah, this vacant lot. So, yep. Right. Interesting. And- what do you remember from your schoolyard experience there? Because um, it seems like Australia seems to have quite a few of these experiences within schoolyards. So if you could maybe yeah. just um, – I know it was quite a while ago, but if if there's anything <laughs> that you do remember from it, um, that would be great because you said the disc was kind of pulsating or, or, or shining up in the sky there. Do you remember hearing yeah. anything or was it making any noises, anything like that? No, not that I can remember. There was no sound and it was stationary. It was just sitting there. And um, I know the teachers seemed quite um, worried about it and they told us not to look up, don't look up, and they ushered us all straight into the classroom. And I can't remember anything more being ever said about it, actually, yeah. Okay. And do you remember hmm. it being the, do you remember the teachers being outside for a while? Like, was it a, was it a lengthy encounter? Was it something that might have just brushed over quite quickly? Probably. Maybe about 15 minutes or so. Yeah, that's all I remember. It was such a long time ago, but that did stick in my mind. 
Okay. And that's a fairly long yeah. encounter, really. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> the one where your your mum saw the, um, I guess, the craft or the UFO with the rainbows in there, uh, did she, oh. does she ever really, did she ever really elaborate on that with you and kind of say maybe what she thought it was or something like that? Well, as I got older, she thought it must have been um, a UFO or a craft. She said it must have been massive because these lights were um, covering half the sky. It was like, an, as I said, if you see a falling star in the trail, at least, that the trail was all rainbow colours, just these flashes of light, and it lit up half the sky. And, and yeah, she was quiet. I remember her face was white when she came inside. She was quite shaken. Mm. And then, as I said, a few days later, the report of the saucer nest. I remember that was in the newspaper. That really stands out. <laughs> Did she have any other encounters after this one, or was that kind of just a one-off? Um, as far as sightings like that, that was probably the only one I can remember that she had, although she did have a few, I guess, um, paranormal things happen in a house that we lived in later that I, she told me about. So you yeah. don't, that's probably nothing really connected on that one. Not with the sighting, no, no. Yeah, fair enough. Now, you have quite a uh, quite an intense encounter that I, I really want to get into. And um, when I read the message that you, you sent me on the Facebook page, I was, um, I was quite blown away. It's, um, it's something that's quite intense. So do you mind kind of retelling that one for me? All right. Um, um, my then husband and I were holidaying on the central coast, New South Wales, and we were staying in a caravan park for a few nights. And at the back of this caravan park, there was a hill. Um, I'm not sure whether it was some sort of a reserve at the back, but I remember one night, again, this was like 40 years ago, um, so I'm just recounting what I remember. Um, I, I remember waking up, and, and it was really odd because I woke up and I was sitting bolt upright in bed. I didn't sort of wake up and sit up. I woke up and I was already sitting up in bed looking out the window at this really bright, I thought it was a star, but it was very big above the hill behind the caravan park. I woke my husband up and he came with me. We went outside and we were looking at this thing, just sitting there above the hill, and it was really, really big, the size, I guess, the size of a full moon. And um, I went inside, I grabbed a torch, and foolishly, I shone and I flashed the torch at this thing, and it started to slightly pulsate which spooked me a bit. <laughs> so we went back inside, um, had a cup of tea, settled down, went back to bed. The next thing I do remember was waking up, looking out the caravan window and seeing what I thought was a searchlight. And I was watching it passing through the caravan where we were staying. And it wasn't, it was quite an unusual light in those days. I, I hadn't heard of lasers or anything like that that I remember. But it was like a solid white beam of light that only illuminated what it was shining on, unlike a torchlight. When you shine a torch on something, it illuminates what it's directly shining on, but also there's an area around that that is illuminated. But this was just a shaft of solid white light. Um, It was going between the caravans. I remember between our caravan and the one behind us, there was a a small tree, and it got that close. It, It shone on this tree, and I thought, they're looking for me. 
I just had this feeling something was looking for me and I was terrified. I remember getting back under the blankets, covering myself up with the blankets. I had, I do remember also having to try to wake my husband up because I was really frightened and I shook him and he, I shook him and shook him and he just wouldn't wake up. I woke up next morning with this, I was under the blankets still. I can't remember anything else. I just, whether I went back to sleep or blacked out, I don't know. But I remember I woke up um, with the blankets covering my head. I was quite frightened. Um, now, jumping ahead about a week, I guess, um, or two weeks, it might have been two weeks later, we'd finished our holiday, we'd gone back home, we were out. Um, I remember taking off my cardigan because I was getting warm and I felt my arm and I felt something on my arm. And when I looked on my right forearm, I had, in a triangular shape, um, blisters. They were like blisters in a triangular shape on my right forearm. I didn't know what they were from. I'd had no pain or itching, nothing. Um, the next day, I went to the doctor's. Uh, he sent me to a skin specialist. And she looked at them and they were quite dry on top and, and she actually cut one of the blisters off and there was a deep, like a crater into my skin underneath this blister. And she said, because I was young, she said, you're going to have a lot of bad scarring there. And she took a biopsy and sent that away and she said she wasn't sure what it was and to ring her in a week to find out that she said you were going to have quite a lot of scarring on your arm. So like, I rang back in about a week and she said that the results came back and they didn't know what it was, that they thought it could be shingles, but probably wasn't. They just weren't sure what had caused it or what it was. And she said, how is your arm? And I said, it's completely healed. It had gone, the whole, yeah, it had just healed over and I just had fresh skin there. And the only mark I was ever left with was where she'd taken the biopsy. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this raises a lot of questions, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I still get a bit shaky when I think about it, when I talk about it, actually. Yeah, no, I don't blame you at all. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I got some questions and I, I hope they don't upset you or anything like that, Heather. But, no, that's um, okay. So what do you think calls these marks? I don't know. I don't know whether to relate it to the experience I had when we were on holidays. It was about two weeks later, I guess, that I noticed those there. Um, I've got no idea how they got there. I mean, they obviously weren't there the morning when I'd gotten dressed. Um, but later in the day, we were out. I took my cardigan. I remember I had a cardigan on because I was getting warm. I took it off and I felt something on my arm. And there they were. It was a, like a triangular shape, blisters in the shape of a triangle on my arm. So. And you and said, the, you, I, hmm? oh, sorry, you go. 
No, I remember being quite shocked when she lifted the top of one of these blisters off because they were quite dry and crusty and the deep, like a, a gouge out of my arm where they were. So I did think I was going to have some nasty scars on my arm, but it just completely healed. Within a week, they were gone. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was um, so very unusual. The the night that you saw this 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 light, this pulsating light, mm-hmm. and then the one that also had the the spotlight. The morning after that, did you did you notice anything different on your body then, or no, 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 nothing. No. Did you have any other encounters after that that quite intense one in between those two um, weeks? Within those two weeks, no, I can't remember anything that unusual. Have you had During anything afterwards? Oh yes, <laughs> I have actually. Um, we um, this is like many years later. This is probably going back about twenty years now. Um, I I just. I was remarried and just found out I was pregnant, early pregnancy, and we were going on a trip to Tasmania. And um, we were staying in a place called Mole Creek in a little cabin there. Um, oh, I can remember waking up. It's um, still quite emotional for me to think about, actually. I remember waking up in the night and looking at the end of the bed where we were sleeping, and there was... Um, a figure there, and it was quite, it was unusual. It was really thin. It was almost insect-like. The legs were really, really thin, and I remember, it must have been quite tall because I remember looking up and slowly going up its legs, and then I blacked out. Um, Later on, it was early morning, and I'd woken up, something woke me up, and I remember seeing a light, um, like something had lifted off outside the bedroom window. It was um, just like moonlight, but a shaft of some sort of light, and it it just lifted off. It was really unusual. Um, we got back home, and I guess it was about two months later, I had a miscarriage, um, and of course, I had to have all the different things that go with having a miscarriage. And I said to the doctor, I tried that. I said to the doctor, "Was do you know if it was a little boy or a girl?" Which was probably a silly question. I was only about three months pregnant, and he just—he was wasn't a very pleasant doctor, but he just looked at me blankly and said, "There was no baby." Oh wow! Now I'm, I'm not saying that was anything because I know that that can happen early pregnancy. Your body can reabsorb. Things, but yeah, I just thought it was a bit unusual. He was very, very blank. This doctor, he was very unsympathetic, um, and he was always treating me like I was being a bit of a nuisance. He said there was no baby, there was no baby. But I, I was pregnant. I had the pregnancy test, and yeah. So whether it was a, a normal miscarriage or I don't know, I just have to. We'll never know. <laughs> do you think this has anything to do with the uh, the figure that you did see at the end of your bed? I've always thought it might do. Um, my husband also has thought it might have had something to do with that. Did yeah, you ha- I have to have an open mind because I just don't know. Yeah, no, but of it, course. It was very unusual and very disturbing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did your husband see the figure at all? No, no. Did he see no, the light taking off? No. <laughs> we had seen things together, but on that particular occasion, no, he didn't. 
And what did the, I know it might be a bit hard to, to see it when it was quite dark, but was there any, um, any features on this, this figure that you noticed? Um, no, not really. Just, I remember, uh, sort of a, a, a light brownie, greeny coloration. And it just reminded me of a, like a sick insect. The legs were just really thin and it, it frightened me because it was such a skinny figure. But as I was trying to look up, it, I just blacked out. So I, I didn't really get much past the legs. <laughs> no, that, and that's, that's fair enough. I mean, it, it's a genuine terrifying encounter and I'm actually getting goosebumps when you're telling me the story. So I can yeah. only imagine how you feel telling me it. Um, yeah, I'm still is, getting goosebumps to this day, you know, when I think about it and talk to my husband about it. It's, yeah. Yeah. It still affects me. Yeah, of course, of course. And I mean, did you notice anything on the legs that might have been, I guess, unusual? I mean, you said they were, they were quite skinny and they, but was there any texture to them or anything like that? I, I can't remember any particular texture or anything like that. No, 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 unfortunately I can't. And when you woke up to see the, the light disappearing, did you, um, <laughs> Did you notice this, if there was any marks or anything outside the next day that may have been caused from it? Well, do you know, we never had a look. We never went to look. I think I was just glad to get out of there. <laughs> we never went to look. And this was and, in your and, caravan, wasn't it? Oh, no, this this was a different time. This was actually many years later um, when we were travelling in Tasmania. We went for a holiday in Tasmania. We were staying in a cabin, and that's where I had the experience with this insect-type figure at the end of the bed. And did you notice any lights or anything around that area during the during your stay? Was there anything that kind of made you question things? No, no, everything seemed normal. It was just when I woke up very early morning hours seeing something, almost like something had lifted off from outside the bedroom window. Um, that's all. That, nothing else unusual. And you didn't notice anything was disturbed or missing from, from the cabin that you were in? No, no, not at all. What do no. you think? What do you think this um this figure was? No idea. Um, I had at the time I hadn't ever heard about insect type looking creatures. I remember reading um, later on that people had seen um, what they described as praying mantis type beings. I guess, um, but I don't know. It just gave me the impression of being an insect-type figure. It, it, it was just so skinny and, I don't know, it was just horrible. <laughs> yeah, look, it mm. it's an absolutely terrifying experience. I mean, I, I mm. don't even know how you move on after that experience, let alone what followed after this encounter. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, what, what happens now for you? Me, oh, <laughs> my husband and I have had a few sightings together, different things that we've seen, and and we've been in the company of, well, not in the company of, but there's been other people around us, and they just have. It seems as though they haven't been able to see what we were seeing, um, but I know I'm not crazy because he saw it too, um, so I don't know. Just carry on, I guess. But it's something you never forget, you know. No, of course not. Of course not. Um, mm. And I was actually sorry. 
I was actually um, going to be, someone was going to hypnotise me, try and do a regression, but I chickened out at the last minute. I said, no, I don't want to do that. I was quite frightened. I think these days if I had the opportunity, I might because I'm quite interested in knowing what it was. But at the time, I was still a little bit, it was raw. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't want to. Absolutely. I, I don't blame you at all for that. I mean, it's it's now been some years and, I mean, it would be great for you to maybe find some closure in, in the events that happened. I mean, especially with um, what happened in the in the caravan with those first yeah. encounters on, and not knowing if um, if anything actually happened then and if that led to the, the marks in your arm. And then, of course, this later experience with the, um, the figure actually in your bedroom. That's right. Yeah, it would be nice to have some answers. It's something you never forget. And do you, do you believe in, in beings from other worlds there, Heather? I do now. Yes, it's, it's really unusual. I, I, ever since a young child, uh, my mother had a very open mind, so whether it had something to do with her or not, I don't know. But ever since I was young, I, I knew what UFOs were. I knew what that sort of thing was. It was like I had a knowing. Whether she'd spoken to me about it, I don't know. Um, but I've, I've always sort of, known if, if anyone talked about UFOs, even when I was younger, I knew exactly what they were talking about. It was nothing new to me. It was always all very familiar. Um, yeah. And do you feel like you have a connection to something like that? Well, we've seen quite a few things, I guess. It, it, sometimes I think, you know, do other people see this sort of thing? It's, it's happened um, quite often. I'm not saying several times a year, but over the years it's happened quite a few times. Uh, my husband and I were at a beach and we saw some lights darting about and so we've seen things together and another couple of times we're travelling around Australia we saw unusual lights in the sky that were changing from blue to red to green and then just darting about the sky, you know, and then they seemed to just shoot off into the distance and they were really, really high, really high. So we've seen a few things together and um, but these other encounters, unfortunately, I haven't got any witnesses that <laughs> can corroborate what I'm saying because I, the first time in the caravan, I just could not wake my husband up. I was shaking him violently, I thought, just trying to wake him up and he wouldn't wake. And the other time in Tasmania, um, it just all happened so quickly. I didn't have a chance to wake my husband up. I blacked out. Do you think you were taken that time? Um. I might have been. I don't know. I've yeah. had a feeling I may have been. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. You hear about these things happening to people, but um, I'm not sure. I would like to know. <laughs> I think I could probably handle it now at my age. I'm a little bit, um, um, yeah, a little more used to the the fact that it happened, and I would like some answers. Well, Heather, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story. Oh, thank you. No, you're very welcome. I, I hope I've, you know, helped some other people that have, may have had similar experiences. And, um, you know, you're not crazy. It does happen. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. No worries. Thank you so much for coming on. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. 
Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 